Welcome everybody to episode 3 of Gains and Games. Hello Rob, how you doing? How's it going? Good, good. So, last episode we actually had a couple of special guests on. We had two guys from your Discord community come over. Poppy's Hammer, Mr. Yep, Tux Poppy's and Hammer, yep. Tux and Tess, yep. And we actually uh, made them do a little Muay Thai. How'd that go? Well, one of them, on one of the shots that they <laughs> shot with, uh, that, they, that they threw, honestly, they were throwing with good technique. I think we, for 30 minutes, mm -hmm. we taught them pretty well. Um, and, but one of them, you know, went a little bit too high above the pad and hit me in the rib. I'm a little bit recovering. But that, that just shows that they, yeah, they, they, yeah. they, they, we taught them properly. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, um, all things considered, for, you know, half an hour, 40 minutes or so of introduction to how to strike and how to do Muay Thai, like, they did After never throwing a punch. Well, exactly. Exactly. Minus... Uh, Tucks on the streets of Frankenfurt. Of course, he yeah. had on his darker days. He's the <laughs> brawler of Frankenfurt. <laughs> no, but they did really, really fucking well. Honestly, like, incredible progression in, like, that half an hour. And I'm sure we'll find, honestly, if you guys are interested in anyone nearby that wants to do something similar, we can get something uh, going with you guys. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, because, again, like, the it's whole fun. point of us doing this podcast and running this company and everything is that we want to bring fitness and an increased quality of life and that's the big thing, an increased quality of life, physical, mental, all mm. of it, right? To people that we relate with and people that, you know, who are our friends, right? One thing that really stuck with me was, like, even though Tuck's kind of, because he didn't, he wasn't as mobile and he kind of, like, threw it, not just over his shoulder, but it just kind of, like, had a little soreness. He still had a blast. Yeah. And he told me, like, he was the most funny time. I was like, I'm really happy to hear that because it's, like, it sounds like a daunting thing, but it's really just exercise at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. And, again, that, that really hammers home on, you know, fitness can literally be anything active. It doesn't need to be sitting in a gym, lifting weights, you know, you can do anything you want. You just have to find what resonates with you and then, you know, delve into that. Whether that's right. lifting weights, Muay Thai, water polo, it doesn't matter. It's just whatever resonates with you and you finding it. There used to be a commercial, um, I'm sure all millennial Ontario kids would know. It's the, the find your thing commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it like yeah, had the yeah, one yeah. person playing the tuba, the one person playing soccer, right? But it, that really is, it is find your thing especially when it comes to diving into fitness and improving your quality of life. I'm, I'm incredibly lucky that I met you at the time that I did when we transitioned to Muay Thai because I had stopped doing jiu-jitsu, like I said in previous episodes. Uh, I just, like, I went so hard into the gaming in that I completely forgot to do anything physical. But Muay Thai was like, this is a great new physical experience for me. Let me hop right in. And I'm so lucky I did because... <laughs> you know what I mean? I can only yeah. imagine how much my body would have deteriorated if yeah. I didn't get moving. It's it's life changing, right? Going from especially like from a sedentary lifestyle, right, where you don't move, you know, and it it wreaks havoc on your mental state as well, right? They do go hand in hand. Yeah, just your mental state as well as your your like drive to achieve things in your life, right? Mm. It's really hard to have that without you know being physically and mentally efficient prepared well right right and um yeah there's been a massive change in you since we started um even just in terms of like your scatteredness and your franticness right and you're more things. more focused with your shit right mm. which is good because I'll... no it feels a lot better even though like physically i'll have like some times where i'm like i'm missing gym i'm missing this i'm i'm not like uh what's the what's the word my determination isn't mm. shattered it's not like because before, you know, something bad would happen, I would just completely give up. There would Such be nothing. Such is life, man. Right. Such is life. I just had a super busy month. I did not get to the gym as much as I normally would. I did not get to Muay Thai as much as I normally would. I got sick. You know, mm. I've dropped 10 pounds over the last month. Mm. I went from 200 to 190, right? And it's like, am I going to sit there and be like, oh, what was me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll it'll just like, it's just like, get worse. It's like, fuck it, man. Like, I just 
happens Jumping to get back on. right back on it. This is my go-to yes. week, right? Which honestly is a great point because life is not a this. No, it's no, it's this. not linear. But yeah. we just got to make that wave go yeah. up. You yeah. know what I mean? We'll have downs, we'll have ups, but as long as we're a little bit better every yeah, time, yeah. that's the goal. Yeah, and that's the thing with like working out and stuff, you can use that as a normalizer for your life mm -hmm. and for your mental state as well, right? That's a great point. When you have a reoccurring routine that you do, something that's familiar in your life that you know, you're, it's, it's built into who you are in your psyche, right? So right. when you take that away, that's when things can go a little wonky. But if you stick to it, even when you're having that low point, even when work is, you know, fucking cramming at work, mm. you know, you're feeling stressed, you're overwhelmed, whatever, whatever right? Mm. But, like, having a set routine can help to normalize that a little bit at least, right? And I will say for gamers, especially with <laughs> just people that have a sedentary lifestyle, like, that, just going to the gym, fixes a lot of stuff that oh, you don't 100%. realize. Sleep, you'll get yeah. tired, you'll actually, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Appetite. diet, you'll be like, oh, I need to eat this calories, I need to get this macros. Like, you're you're setting up your life in other ways you don't even realize, just because you're doing something physically demanding, yeah. mentally demanding. Which kind of leads into, you know, us as human beings, we do have some baseline core needs in our life, right? From an evolutionary standpoint, human beings need a physical outlet. Hunter-gatherers didn't sit around all day, right? You hunt hunter-gatherer, right? It's in the phrase, right? So there's some core things that human beings need in their life. Physical fitness is one of them, right? I personally think that we also need something to push against, something to fight against, right? Most human beings are their most productive in their life and they're most mentally ready when they have an external force of whatever kind or object mm -hmm. to push against. And that's not even just in a physical sense, but also in a mental sense as well. And that's goal achievement, you know, yep. trying to better yourself at something, having, you know, a marathon coming up or having an art show coming up. But when you're in that state that, you know, you have this objective to accomplish, that's when human beings thrive best, right? Back against the wall mentality, You're almost right? forced to exactly. take steps to improve and get defeat that thing, or not defeat that thing, but, you know, overcome. Exactly, that's exactly. Thing. Overcome adversity, right? And another thing that we need, too, is also a social environment right human beings are social animals nobody in their nobody in the history of the world is going to be well if you're isolated 24 7 right human beings need social interaction we are one of the most social creatures on the planet right which is crazy because now i feel like we have the ability to connect with anyone in the world yeah and yeah. in a way it's kind of made it difficult to actually connect, connect with, with anyone people, in yeah. the world it's very superficial right yeah. um and that superficiality to a lot of those online interactions right you and i sitting here i can read your body language i can tell you're paying attention you're right. to what i'm saying and vice versa right with online interactions, you don't necessarily get that, right? So when I say social, I do mean in person, yes. right? I do mean in person, face to face, whatever the case may be. And another one is relationships, you know, fucking, fighting, forging, right? Hunter-gatherer, yep, your Fs, yep. But yeah, like human beings have a baseline evolutionary biological need to do physical shit, to run, to jump, to fight, to fuck, all of it, right? It's inherent to us. It's what's put us at the top of the food chain on this planet, right? Our ability to be so versatile and do all those things while thinking greatly, right? And and things do start to go wonky when you kind of ignore it. You don't go outside, you don't get sun, you yeah. don't have a good support, social support group stuff does, <coughs> you know what I mean, become more difficult. Yeah. Your motivation is lacking. Like, there's a lot of things that... 
you don't even you, it might be hard to realize at the time because sometimes just like when you improve it's a slow gradual yep. it's also a slow gradual decline and you don't even notice it mm -hmm. you're just sleeping a little bit more you're not talking to as many people you're this and that and the right? next thing you know you're completely hermiting right exactly. but you did mention sun so you and i live in canada <laughs> this is something that all northern hemisphere yeah. people like <laughs> are gonna know that for multiple months of the year you have a massive lack of vitamin True. d coming in True. right um and there is a legitimate term for getting depressed while there's a lack of sun just because i mean we live on the poles of the earth right mm -hmm. so i'm sure all of the people living up in norway and scandinavia like they all know this as the well seasonal depressed it's sad it's literally called sad Season, oh, yeah. Seasonal affective disorder, mm. right? You are seasonally affected by depression no, because no, of the lack of sun, right? Legit, but actually, legit. yeah, but just getting outside and having that vitamin D and that fresh air and stuff makes a massive difference, I've right? been telling people for the past few years, like, my mood has mm. been, I, I feel the sun on my skin, I go for a drive, yeah. I do Muay Thai outside, and, like, everything's fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. just, I'm like, I'm ready to take yeah. on whatever after. But when I don't get that, Man, like like you said, it is. It Touch does some get quite fucking rough. grass. Just saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> Go ahead. Just being Touch honest. Some grass. Dude, sometimes in the actually, winter, no, it's, actually, like, man, it's, yeah. it's rough. Just crave that grass, bro. Yeah, that's... haven't seen grass in like six months, and you're getting four hours of sunlight a day <laughs> that you're inside Snow, for. Mud and, and salt <laughs> yeah. on everyone's cars. Yeah, exactly. oh. Inside for those four hours. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. Man, Winter's it's done. Like, we're we're in the good months. We're in the good months mm -hmm. now. Um, well, I'm just gonna jump right in and ask you something that I've been seeing. Since the beginning of time, since the beginning of the internet, I see this debate of, of people saying on how to lose weight or okay. how to be more in shape or how to get fit, whatever you want to call it, sure. whatever your goals are. People just say, oh, you don't, you don't need to worry about diet. All you need to do is exercise. And I see the other group is like, don't even think about diet. All that matters is calories in, calories out. And I know, I know you can go on and on okay. for this, but so what do you think about all You're that? specifically asking about losing weight, right? People that want to tone as they okay. say. First off, first I'm gonna, off. I, I got it. First off, <laughs> I pissed them off. Tone is so the I'm most bullshit. I just I put them in quotation marks yeah. for you guys. So the the phrase tone originated from all those like fitness muscle mags yeah. and stuff that came up in the you know 80s, 90s, early 2000s, and it was largely. Um, pushed onto the female demographic, right? Women trying to get in shape and tone because they didn't want to get too bulky, right? Now, the thing is, is that if you want to look toned, that's going to be a product of two things. A, having visible muscle to see. B, having a low enough body fat percentage that you can see that muscle, right? Um, and this is actually, I'm just going to tangent off a little bit onto women's fitness, right? So I see a lot, like I've, I've trained women like all the way up to like 55, 60 year old women, right? And everything in between. Um, and one thing about women's fitness is that a lot of women are afraid of getting too bulky, mm. right? They think that they're going to go to the gym, they're going to do a couple bicep curls, and they're going to be walking around huge. with guns, right? From a biological standpoint, a cis woman doesn't have enough testosterone to ever get massively bulky, right? That's why a lot of the like very, very top tier natural physique competitors, they're not huge. They look very, very shapely for their frame, right? Yeah. Keyword for their frame. Everyone's frame is different. Yeah. Exactly, for their frame they look very shapely, but they, they're they not huge and muscular and jacked because if it was that easy to get jacked, everybody would be, be jacked. that jacked. Everybody I, I jacked. hear it from guys too, it's like, oh, I don't want to get too big. It's like, dude, do you know how hard it is? <laughs> to get Nobody gets too big <laughs> on accident. It's like I've been weird. going to the gym for 
hours every day for the last two months. And it's I'm years of dedication, <laughs> dialing in your diet, focusing on recovery. Yeah. And honestly, with a lot of people on Instagram, it's also a good amount of pets, performance enhancing drugs, steroids, whatever you want to call them. Pets, right? not, it's not, not yeah. even Photoshop, but also just like lighting. And there's a lot of techniques 100%, that you do that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, that influence our body, right? Mm-hmm. But but like for women specifically, like because that's where the tone tone where that's where the term toning for women specifically, that's where the term toning was really pushed on is women, right? Tone your body, get your bikini body ready, exactly. right? And I think that term itself, and I heard this so much working at the big box gym I worked at, um, when I do consultations with new members, right? Um, a lot of women, especially, I guess, in the, like, 35-plus demographic, would come and be like, I want to tone. I'm like, okay, what do you mean by that? You know, oh, I want to, uh, you know, have less fat and look a little bit better, but I don't want to be big. Yeah. Right? And it's like, okay, so we're going to focus on two things. A, putting on muscle, which means that you need to be in a caloric surplus. You need to be eating more calories than you are burning, right? B, that means that at some point we're going to have to go into a cut, which Mm -hmm. is eating less calories than you're burning, right? And the thing about those two is that, generally speaking, outside of complete noobs, right? Newbie gains, like literal technical term is newbie gains. Outside of newbie gains, when you're a complete beginner, you can't really put on muscle and lose fat at the same time, for the most part. Your body isn't going to dump resources into losing fat, or sorry, your body isn't going to dump resources into losing fat as you're trying to gain muscle, right? right? Flip that around. Your body isn't going to dump resources into gaining muscle as you're trying trying to lose fat, fat, right? So if you're not providing your body with the fuel and the resources, it's not going to be like, oh, let's dump all that into growing biceps instead of, you know, surviving. Survival. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just making it. Right, right. So outside of that, like, very specific period of the newbie gains, you need to choose which one you want to do. And this is one thing that I think a lot of people kind of screw up is, they bulk and they cut too much. If you have multiple bulk cut cycles throughout mm. the year, you're screwing up. You're robbing yourself of gains. You're robbing yourself of development because you're How so... How many a year? It was just one, two... Dude, like... Just out of like, like, one. Yeah. Cut once. If you want that beach bod, cut for before the summer. the summer. Yeah, cut two, two months, whatever. Mm-hmm. Start cutting before the summer. And then get lean down, eat at a maintenance level while you're still putting volume into your workouts... And then right in the fall, you bulk for the rest of it, right? You bulk the entire time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, people who bulk cut, bulk cut, bulk cut. I, no, I will say like some competitors, some sports mm-hmm. people, they're going to have to do that. And I and it wreaks havoc on their bodies. Like they talk about it all the yeah. time. And they're like, this is something that they want to phase out of these sports, honestly. Now, now you're talking about weight cuts for competition, for competition right? So that's yes. a little bit different because you don't only go through a weight cut, but you also go through a large dehydration Huge process dehydration. where you sit there and you do what's called a water cut, mm-hmm. which is horrible for your body, right? Terrible. Horrible for your body. Don't you are essentially this. purging yourself of all of the fluids in your body and you're, you're a skeleton at that point, right? Yeah. Um, and that's what, like, one fighting championship, the UFC rival over They're trying to phase it out. They have. They have? They, have, they, they do a hydration test. Oh, yep. okay. They have, yeah, I see, I see. They have thresholds for what they considered hydrated. So you have to diet in a way and down, or not diet. You have to fight around your actual walking weight. It's not right? just water cutting exactly. all the way down. You can't just water cut 10 pounds off and be mm. like, okay, I'm a skeleton, because there's literally videos of UFC guys oh, it's bad. having to be like held up on the scale 
Yeah, it's as bad. they're sort of they're rocking back and, it's and like, forth. These like, are supposed to be the pinnacle of yeah. human, you know what I mean? Of yeah. like, and it's just yeah. like it feels bad that they have, they feel like they have to do because the other person's doing it. If they don't do yeah. it, they can advantage. If not, it. then there's a massive weight advantage, right? Like if your walking weight is one seventy eight and you go to fight at one seventy eight, the person you're fighting is probably like one ninety five. I just right? brought that up just to signify the importance yeah. of like the that every pound with like water weight is quite difficult yeah. to, to get rid of and it's quite unhealthy because I see a lot of people also think that it's they, mm. they could do it yeah. just in regular day life like I've had people like I'm just going to water cut it's like whoa 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 you water know what I mean like whoa whoa that's whoa that's not let's how not, you lose yeah, weight like, that's how you temporarily lose weight so let's get into the actual weight question right so you want to lose weight you need to be in a caloric deficit right question for you do you need to exercise to lose weight do you need to exercise to lose yeah. weight no no Absolutely not, right? Yeah. You don't need to exercise to lose weight. What you need to do is you need to eat less than you're burning. If you're not moving and you're completely sedentary, you will burn less calories for your baseline maintenance level because you don't have physical activity into it. But you don't need to exercise to lose weight. All you need is literally to eat less. That's it. That is literally it. So each pound of fat is comprised of approximately 3,500 calories, okay? So 3,500 calories per pound of weight loss. You need to burn 3,500 through cardio, through weightlifting if you want, or just through not eating as much. Yep. That breaks it down to about 500 calorie deficit per day, right? Five times seven, pound three, a week. 35, right? Yep. So a pound a week means that you are in a 500 calorie deficit. If you want to lose two pounds a week, which would be aggressive, that would be aggressive as hell, you need to be in a thousand pound deficit right? Now, depending on how much you are or are not eating, a thousand pounds might not even be feasible. Yeah. Or a thousand pounds, a thousand, a thousand calories. A thousand pounds might is not even not feasible. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Talk to the thousand pound sister. Okay, I don't exist anymore. Tammy's looking great these days. She's mobile. <laughs> She's mobile. <laughs> but so depending on how you want to, how much weight you want to lose, you just need to reverse engineer your goal. Mm -hmm. If you want to lose, you know, 20 pounds in 10 weeks, that means you need to eat a thousand calories less. That would be aggressive, right? Yeah. Like that's the thing about that's all these. Lot. That's the thing about all this weight loss shit is that you know. People think it happens faster than it does, and they'll do stuff like they'll you know they'll go on keto, they'll do intermittent fasting, they'll do low carb, whatever, right? And your diet doesn't matter, you know what you're eating, what the composition of your eating, it does not matter in the grand scheme of gaining and losing weight and the only thing that matters is the surplus or the deficit and the thing about doing diets especially fad diets is that you don't learn how to actually manage your weight you only learn how to temporarily starve yourself in that situation but you never actually learn the principles of you know proper consumption of food right healthy relationships with food if you go from eating regular into a keto diet yeah. and you cut out all carbs Right? I tried. It was yeah. terrible. It was and, that, and then you go, you know, you lose all this weight and everything. And then it's like, okay, I've lost, you know, 30 pounds. I think I'm ready to, you know, go back to a regular diet. You introduce carbs again and then you blow up in size. And then you're like, oh, I blew up because of I'm not on keto. No, you blew up because you're eating the same amount of meat. But now you've introduced carbs into the equation because you never learned proper relationships with food. And that's the biggest thing. See, I have a big difficulty when it comes to that relationship with food, that that being able to be responsible, knowing exactly, you know what I mean, that this is going to be good. But something that really helped me, that you actually mentioned a while back, was like, don't take away food. Just add good food. Mm -hmm. Add good yeah. food. That was it. I started meal prepping, you know, like with the ground beef. I started meal prepping like oatmeal, uh, overnight oats in the mm -hmm. morning. And since then, <coughs> I've been binge eating 
garbage foods less because I just, yeah. I'm not as... You're I satiated, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I, I can see what you're saying where mm -hmm. this literally exact same scenario happened with me. And some friends have a better relationship with food and can do keto and can do this. But sure. for me personally, and a lot of other people in the world, and half of the people that I've talked to about this kind of stuff, I know will struggle because they have tried multiple, multiple different diets. Mm -hmm. This, 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 and nothing's working. And it works for a bit, but then it comes right back, yeah. like you said. Yeah. And so that's a great that's a great tip that you gave me um, yeah. a while back. And yeah, I'll and honestly, um, just to expand on that, like um, the biggest thing is that like, when I'm dealing with a client who wants to lose weight, the first thing I do is introduce healthier foods. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing I do, which sounds counterintuitive, but you introduce healthier foods and you make it mandatory for them to eat. Mm -hmm. That's going to be more filling, more satiating, and they're just getting into the habit of, you know, thinking about what's in their diet, right? Another really common thing I, that I do, because I'm not a big fan of calorie counting. I think that calorie counting, some people become very obsessive with it. And ultimately, like, you don't want to live your life by a scale, You right? still want to be able to eat a bag of chips here and there. You still want to be able Dude, to if you're, live life. Dude, if you're preparing for a bodybuilding competition, yes, you sure. need to be calorie yeah. counting, right? <laughs> sure. If you're just trying to lose weight, you don't need to be counting every calorie that goes into your system. But what you do need to understand is how much calories are generally in things. So the first two things I get people to do when they're trying to lose weight, one is introduce high satiating, highly satiating, low calorie foods such as fruits and vegetables specifically vegetables right and the second one is to buy a food scale and for one week you weigh out your food you learn how much calories are in each serving about how much a serving is because if there's one serving of chicken how much is that do you know no no actually no exactly it's, it's supposed to be about one palm mm. my girlfriend's palms are a hell of a lot smaller than my palms <laughs> right <laughs> So it's subjective to that. Mm -hmm. So you learn about how much, just by visually looking at it, how many mm -hmm. calories, how much protein is in each piece of food. Once you've learned that, once you've done that for a week, that's when you can move away and be like, okay, I have a good idea of what I'm consuming. Mm -hmm. I know when I put two spoonfuls of rice onto my plate, I know that it's about, you know, 70 to 100 calories, right? Um, the spoon I use anyways, yeah, yeah right? Yeah. Not a teaspoon. Yeah. And, or but, a tablespoon. and with that logic, like you'll figure out what kind of stuff is just not worth it yeah. for your, you know, yeah. you'll realize you'll be like, wow, this is this yeah, much yeah. shit. And I would rather have real food. <laughs> yeah. And that's the biggest thing too. You're going to really very quickly realize that some stuff is loaded with calories, right? Mm. And it's not always the foods that you think it is either, mm. right? Like peanut butter, peanut butter is loaded with calories, which means that's great while you're bulking. But as you're cutting, you want to reduce that, right? Anything that has super high sugar, and I mean specifically in like North America, everything has sugar. Oh, it's, in it. it's crazy. Our bread is like it's sweet crazy. bread. Yeah, yeah, literally, like everything has sugar it's in it. It's been manufactured to, in a way, make you, because sugar, of course, makes you want to eat more sugar. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. So it's just like, it, it feels like it's manufactured mm -hmm. in a way to just keep their sales up. And all yeah. this is like yeah. a different topic completely. And I mean, yeah. even going into like the actual, like the, the corn industry, mm -hmm. right? And the sugar industry, mm -hmm. right? And how, in order to have those farmers get grants, you need to produce so much per year. And yeah, there's it's it's, it's a whole nother thing. Exactly, but yeah, moving away from that because yeah, <laughs> yeah, that has yeah, a whole other. Yeah, story. no, but hundred yeah. percent, I agree. Like it's yeah. it's something you have to be aware of. Yeah. So least. to kind of condense this down, if you're looking to lose weight, first thing you need to do is understand about how much you're eating a day. And in order to do that, what I recommend people do is that you buy a food scale, you start measuring out every single meal for one week just one week that way you have a good idea of how much you're consuming and then the second thing is that you start adding good foods right you start adding vegetables specifically they're low calorie and they're satiating yeah. 
eat an entire carrot, right? It's filling, right? Um, now eat an entire orange, right? Less filling, but higher calorie, right? right. So there's always that relationship. And people will, but people will don't associate that with being like orange. Oh, great, healthy. Yeah. Yeah, it's Thanks. all sugar. Very healthy. It's all, yeah, it's all sugar, though, right? Yeah, so right. once you yeah. do that, you Not understand. that oranges are bad. Right, don't get oranges are bad, yeah, right? But you understand that you're right. not get, if you're not going to get as satiated eating an yeah. orange versus this, there you go, right? Yeah. And yeah. you just learn that. Yeah, 100%. All right, so we decided to cut the podcast here and edit. Reason being is that the second half of the podcast actually gets into mental health, and we do go very deep into some heavy subject matter, and we want to give that conversation the respect it deserves. So we're going to cut the podcast here. Stay tuned for the next episode, and I hope it helps you guys. Peace.